Welcome to Signal from the Noise by Podcast Notes, the best ideas from the world's best podcasts in minutes. Please enjoy the notes from eight fascinating psychological biases. Richard Schotten, Modern Wisdom Podcast with Chris Williamson, number 592. Check out the Modern Wisdom Podcast episode page. Intro. As an expert in the world of models, psychology, consumer behavior, and principles for advertising and social change, Richard Schotten knows just how to exploit the human brain's cheat codes to get it to believe, do, and change in unexpected ways. In this episode, you'll discover the secrets of behavior change that everyone forgets about, learn how to make habit formation seamless, uncover why IKEA is so successful, and get a hack that any advertising campaign can use to make it stick in people's minds. Check out Richard's website. Do you want to improve your company's service? Use behavioral science. Get in touch with Richard at Astratton. Host, Chris Williamson, at Chris. Wilkes. Key books mentioned. The Illusion of Choice, 16 and a Half Psychological Biases That Influence What We Buy by Richard Schotten. In his new book, The Illusion of Choice, Richard Schotten sheds light on 16 and a half psychological biases that influence our buying decisions. He explains how businesses can use these biases to their advantage to win and retain customers, and ultimately increase sales. Why you should care about behavioral science. Behavioral science, social psychology, is the study of how people actually behave, rather than how they claim to behave. Anyone who is an entrepreneur, marketer, or trying to influence others should be interested in behavioral science because they are in the business of behavior change. The relevance of behavioral science lies in its ability to help individuals and organizations change behavior effectively. Behavioral science relies on experiments and empirical evidence to validate its findings, making it more reliable than theories based on logic alone. Behavioral science can help entrepreneurs create products and services that appeal to customers, marketers design persuasive messages, and leaders motivate and influence their teams. Elegant business theories may not hold up in practice because they lack empirical evidence and rely on assumptions about human behavior that may not be accurate. The example of why margarine isn't gray illustrates the importance of testing assumptions about customer preferences, as people's stated reasons for their behavior may not align with their actual behavior. Psychologists use tests and control situations to observe how people behave because people's answers to surveys or focus groups may not accurately reflect their true motivations. Behavioral science offers a more accurate understanding of human behavior, which can help individuals and organizations achieve their goals more effectively. Stated versus revealed preferences in human behavior. When people are asked about their preferences, they may self-edit or give socially acceptable answers, for example mating market. Data on actual mating behavior shows that people's actions often differ from what they say. For example, women may say they are fine with dating a man who is the same height or education level as them, but they often end up choosing partners who are taller and more educated. This is not to say that people are intentionally being deceptive, but rather that they may not be fully aware of their own motivations. The observer effect, where people's behavior changes when they know they are being watched, can also impact self-reported preferences. Data from sources like search engines may be more reliable than survey data because people are more likely to be honest when they think no one's watching. Therefore, when trying to understand human behavior in the mating market, it may be more informative to focus on revealed preferences rather than stated preferences. Making habit formation seamless. 
there's a lot of research by psychologists into habit formation, which breaks down into two broad areas, heuristics and repeating behaviors. People have so many decisions to make every day that they don't have the time or energy to make fully considered decisions. Thinking is effortful and energy intensive, so people ration their capability to think deeply. Habits are a coping strategy for people to deal with the overwhelming number of decisions they need to make. People rely on heuristics or repeat the same behaviors when faced with similar situations to conserve their cognitive resources. Predictable moments weaken habits and make people more open to change, such as at the start of a new time period, the beginning of the year, month, or week, after birthdays, and after public holidays. The fresh start effect is a hypothesis by Catherine Milkman that suggests people have the desire to be consistent, and new time periods weaken the link with past selves, making them more open to change. Datasets, such as gym registration and attendance data and search volumes, show pronounced spikes at the start of new time periods. To break an existing habit, timing communications to maximize the fresh start effect can achieve the desired business effect. Examples of companies that have used the fresh start effect include Spotify with its Discover Weekly service, launched on a Monday, and the West Midlands Police, which sent messages to criminals to start a new life after their birthdays. Are loyalty schemes and incentives a scam? B.F. Skinner, a psychologist, created a study in the 1930s in which he put rats or pigeons in a box with a lever that produced a sugar drop when pushed. The animal doesn't know what a lever is at first, but will eventually bump into it and get a sugar drop. Skinner waited until the habit was embedded, then turned off the sugar supply to see how long it would take for the habit to decay. Skinner found that habits decayed quickly, so he created a new set of boxes with a variation, sometimes the lever would give no reward, sometimes one sugar drop, sometimes two or three. The rats kept pressing the lever for ages with a variable reward, even when the sugar supply was turned off. Skinner concluded that variable rewards were more effective at creating habits than fixed rewards. Later work by people like Shen and Fishback show that the same principle applied to humans. Loyalty schemes can be more effective by using variable rewards instead of fixed rewards. Most loyalty schemes offer a fixed reward after a certain number of purchases, for example buy 10 coffees, get one free. Shannon Fishback's study suggests adding an element of variability to the loyalty scheme, such as giving staff the option to give out roughly 10 free coffees randomly instead of a fixed reward. This creates an element of uncertainty that keeps the customer engaged and motivated to continue the behavior. McDonald's Monopoly stickers use a similar principle of variable rewards, Customers can win different prizes with different probabilities by collecting the stickers on their purchases. A documentary called McDonald's Lottery Scam on YouTube details a real-life example of a man who exploited the variable reward system to cheat the system and win millions of dollars from the McDonald's Monopoly game. Variable rewards are also used in social media to keep users engaged and coming back for more. Users never know how many notifications they might have when they open their phone, creating an element of uncertainty and anticipation using ease to change behavior. Daniel Coleman argues that people often have the wrong mental model about how to change behavior, and the most effective way to change behavior is to focus on make it easy on removing friction. Most people try to increase motivation and make the audience desire the behavior they want to encourage. In 2017, Bergen and Rogers ran an experiment with the Department of Education in America to test the idea. They launched a new service where parents can sign up and be texted information on how to encourage their children to work harder in three ways. 
The first group is the standard way where people have texted information and are told to click on a link to sign up, and only 1% of people sign up. The second group is told to text back the word start to sign up, and they get an eightfold increase in sign up rates. The third group is told they are enrolled, and if they don't want to be texted, they should text back the word stop, and 97% of people enroll. Removing tiny bits of friction changes the enrollment rates in this program by 96 percentage points, supporting Kahneman's idea that small bits of friction can have a disproportionate effect. The psychologists recruit 100-plus educational experts, tell them the setup of the three different scenarios, and get them to predict the sign-up rates in each scenario they get the direction of change right, but they are wildly wrong in terms of the scale of the impact. Experts underestimate the importance of friction and overestimate the importance of motivation, leading them to have the wrong model of human behavior. From this argument, the psychologists suggest that many businesses misallocate their resources, spending too much time and effort on motivating an audience to want the product and too little time and effort on making it as easy as possible to get the product. Increasing the perceived value of something. There are nuances to studies that suggest adding friction can change behavior and perception of the product value. The concept of friction in marketing involves adding barriers or obstacles to a customer's journey toward a purchase. Friction can be used strategically to influence customer behavior and perception of a product. The IKEA effect study by Dan Ariely and Michael Norton found that the more effort someone puts into creating or building a product, the more they appreciate it. Adding a small amount of friction can be effective in improving the perceived value and quality of a product. A study by Ryan Buell found that adding a slight delay and a loading bar to a travel comparison website improved customers' perception of the site's comprehensiveness. Adding visible effort to a customer's journey can be used in web design, restaurant layouts, and other settings to improve brand perception. Skyscanner and Comparethemarket.com are examples of companies that use the tactic of adding visible effort to their websites to improve customer perception. Artificially creating loading bars in Excel and other software can also create a sense of effort and engagement for the user. The use of friction should be balanced with the need to make the customer journey as smooth and easy as possible. Friction can be effective in changing behavior and perception, but it should be used carefully and strategically to avoid negatively impacting the customer experience. The Generation Effect in Behavioral Science In 1970, Canadian psychologists Roth and Slameka from the University of Toronto experimented on the generation effect. They recruited participants and gave them a list of words. The first half received the complete list of words, while the second half received the same list of words with one or two letters missing. When the participants tried to recall the words, the second group recalled 10 to 15 more words than the first group. The psychologists argued that the second list was more memorable because the participants had to generate the answers themselves, which created a sticky idea in their minds. The generation effect is about balancing ease and difficulty to create an ad that is memorable but not forgettable. An ad needs to be easy enough for people to understand but also provide a role for the consumer to generate their answer. The Economist ad is an excellent example of a lateral application of the generation effect. The ad reads, I never read The Economist, and at the bottom it says, Management Trainee, age 42. The ad's underlying message is a little bit nasty, but it's said with a charm that conveys a slightly negative message without offending people. The ad harnesses the general insight of the study rather than sticking to it completely literally. The generation effect works best when applied creatively to harness the general insight of the study rather than sticking to it completely literally.
Can you ask questions to trigger the generation effect? Posing a statement as a question boosts credibility and believability, but the success of that depends on the prestige the brand holds, Aluwalia. If the brand is admired, it works very well. If the brand is a low status or unadmired, it works quite badly. The Behavioral Science of YouTube Thumbnails There is a large agency opportunity for behavioral science experts to help larger YouTube creators optimize thumbnails and titles. Watch time and retention are affected by editing in the first 5 to 15 seconds of the video. Mr. Beast spends between $10,000 and $30,000 on each thumbnail and has hundreds of options for each video. The average number of characters in the top video of the suggested feed is 44. Certain words that invoke a powerful or aggressive response can increase clicks. Fast cuts and a fast pace are becoming more popular, as seen in Fast and Furious 9 and TikTok. Mr. Beast's most recent video employed a new tempo of cuts within the edit. Many factors go into optimizing thumbnails and titles, including the use of eyes, colors, arrows, and punctuation. Behavioral science biases, such as the illusion of control, can be used to come up with ideas for solving problems in this area. The illusion of control is the idea that people value something more if they have a sense of control or agency over it. Even if a choice is meaningless or superfluous, it can make people value what they choose more. Explaining the Keats Heuristic The Keats Heuristic is a phenomenon in which phrases that rhyme are more believable and memorable. A study conducted by Matthew McGlone and Jessica Tofibich in 1999 found that people found pseudo-proverbs more believable if they were in a rhyming form rather than a non-rhyming form. In a follow-up study, people were given long lists of fake proverbs and were asked to recall them. Those who were given rhyming phrases were about twice as likely to remember them compared to those who were given non-rhyming phrases. Despite the effectiveness of rhyme in boosting believability and memorability, advertisers and businesses have stopped using this technique. The regularity with which businesses use rhyming phrases has declined over the years, from being a common tactic 50 years ago to about 10% in recent times. The decline in the use of rhyme in advertising could be attributed to the complexity of the advertising industry. If consultants or advisors provide simple but effective advice, they may not be rewarded adequately for their services hence, they tend to build increasingly complex models to justify their fees, which may not be in the best interest of the client. The tension between what creates effective solutions and what is in the interest of the agency or consultant who provides those solutions is an interesting area to explore. This tension exists not only in the advertising industry but also in any service industry. There is an internal machination in the advertising industry that is fascinating. The same would be true for any service industry where consultants or advisors are involved. The Ogilvy Agency was not responsible for the reduction of complaints about wait times at London Heathrow. The Power of Concreteness Canadian psychologist Ian Begg conducted a study in 1972 at the University of Western Ontario. Begg recruited 25 students and read out a list of 22 word phrases, consisting of 50 concrete phrases, for example, square door or white horse, and 50 abstract phrases, for example, subtle truth or basic fact. After reading through the lists of words, the students were asked to recall as much as they could. Begg found that the students remembered 36 of the concrete words, 72%, and only 9% of the abstract words, a massive fourfold change in memorability. 
Begg's explanation for this finding is that vision is the most powerful of our senses and concrete words are more easily picturable, memorable, and sticky in our minds, while abstract words are forgettable. Communicators should use concrete, visualizable language to convey abstract benefits to their audience. Apple's iPod is a good example of conveying an abstract benefit of memory using concrete, visualizable language, i.e., a thousand songs in your pocket. Perceptual fluency researcher Ryan Elder argues that if people can imagine using a product and it's pleasurable their purchase intent increases. Elder's study showed that even tiny bits of friction, such as the location of a fork on a plate, can affect desirability and purchase intent. Are stories better than statistics? The study by Paul Slovak at the University of Oregon showed the identifiable victim effect, which is a bias that is supported by both Stalin and Mother Teresa. Slovak's study recruited people under false pretenses and had them read a message from Save the Children. Half of the participants heard about malnutrition in Mali, and the other half heard about the story of a single girl called Rocky. More people donated when they heard the single story, even though they didn't average more money. It is hard to conceptualize or visualize a statistic, but a single girl suffering is easily relatable and visualizable. This bias is also observed in podcasting where conveying a story with an analogy is more effective in getting people invested. Podcasters are vibe architects who aim to create a vibe and convey what cannot be conveyed within a book or summary. Adam Mastry and I's sub-stack called Experimental History takes down peer review and pirates a study he did to bypass journals and peer review he laments why people forget things they learn and only remember the vibe. Stories make dry topics easier to learn and remember Morgan Housel's The Psychology of Money, James Clear's Atomic Habits, and David Goggins' Can't Hurt Me are story-heavy books that make their topics more engaging. Psychology Behind Precise Pricing A study conducted by the University of Florida showed that when people see a precise price, they jump down in their mental calculations in much smaller increments, assuming that precise prices are marked up more fairly than round ones. Uber's real-world test proved that people are more likely to accept a 2.1x surge price compared to a 2x surge price, proving the theory that precise prices increase the desirability and perceived value of the product. Richard believes that there is a relation between reviews and statistics around product reviews, arguing that it's better to say that you have 9,632 reviews rather than 10,000. A Northwestern University study revealed that a 5 out of the 5-star review is potentially damaging because people assume that perfection is too good to be true, and there must be something deceptive. Perfection can be alarming for people and may put them off from purchasing. That wraps up the notes for this episode. 5-star ratings are very much appreciated. Don't forget to go to podcastnotes.org and subscribe to our free newsletter. The Top 10 Ideas of the Week. Every Monday.